1: Welcome to Imprisoned in One Step Beyond of Time Enough podcast.
0: I guess we are kind of imprisoned in One Step Beyond, maybe. Uh, Yeah, we're still doing One Step Beyond because uh, the strike thing, I don't know what's happening. Maybe it ends soon. Maybe it doesn't. We're imprisoned in One Step Beyond. We'll get back to it. I have questions.
1: I have questions about this episode.
0: Okay. Um. By the way, for those that don't know, Mark and I used to do a podcast for The Prisoner called "Imprisoned." And Imprisoned, and now we are doing. That's why we're doing the, the one prisoner. step beyond episode. The The Prisoner. That's right. Okay. Um. You have questions. That That doesn't mean I have answers.
1: Who's the prisoner in this episode? Um, we the prisoners.
0: The dead Nazi is a prisoner of that catacomb. His ghost. Is the prisoner the ghost?
1: Is the prisoner? I guess I don't
0: that know. Sense. That's that's kind of what I that's I thought that the same thing at the end. Who was the prisoner? I'm like I guess well, the ghost was the prisoner.
1: I think that the idea is that the the girl is a former prisoner who is now imprisoned by her own hatred, and the only way that she's able to break out of that prison is by starting a writing podcast a letter for a ghost. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> or starting a podcast. Well, there weren't podcasts back then, so she had to write a letter for a ghost.
0: Right. Okay. So yeah, um, I guess I'll rock on with the trivia on this one. Or did you have another question? It sounds you said questions no. with an S.
1: I mean, I'm probably gonna d- d- just pepper the whole episode with questions.
0: Okay. No, no thoughts, just questions.
1: Oh, I don't have any thoughts at all.
0: Okay. Did anybody say a name? Do we say where names were? Does it, Does it matter? Does anybody
1: care? Matt, you're Matt. I'm, and Mark. I'm Mark. You're Mark, you're, and I'm Matt. Yeah, that sounds good. We are imprisoned in each other's bodies because we uh. Uh, Space 1999 did that Right So that's now it's really obscure Yeah which is closely (laughs)
0: related To this show Um, Original air date for this show Is May 2nd 1961 John Newland directs as always And the script is credited to the regular Writing trio of Martin Benson Lawrence B. Marcus and series creator Murray Gerard Though I wonder if that's like Nobody knows so they just keep sticking those guys Names on because as you see as you see all, um, these YouTube vids don't actually have credits. They, they trim them in that way, which is mildly annoying.
1: Well, that's that's what happens.
0: Catherine Feller played Ruth Goldman. She acted all the way into the 21st century and is known for roles on Angel Pavement, Saturday Playhouse and The Little World of Don Camillo. I don't, I don't know what any of those are. So I guess what I don't Saturday know what One Playhouse Step Beyond is. is. Well, you're about to. Wilhelm Hessler was played by Anton Differing. Though his family escaped from Nazi Germany in 1939, Differing ended up mostly typecast as a Nazi on film and television. You can find him Naziing it up in movies like Where Eagles Dare, The Man Who Could Cheat Death, and The Blue Max. He also showed up on Doctor Who in 1988, but I don't think he was a Nazi there. Although, yeah, you know, I could have, but you can tell me from the name I found. The name was... Well, first, we, we have his, his Nazi role name. So what, what was the guy in this one?
1: I'm laughing at the idea that I might know what a Doctor Who actor did. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Wilhelm, I think.
0: Yeah, that's right. Colonel Kramer, Dr. George's Bonnet, Holbach. So, yeah, (laughs) that sounds like a bunch of Nazis. Okay. Uh, De Flores is his Doctor Who role, which um, doesn't sound very Nazi-like to me, but I don't know. It's only one way to find out. Yeah. Watching 70 years of Doctor Who, 60 years of Doctor Who. Exactly. Today. Tune in for
1: our new podcast, Watching 70 Years of Doctor Who. It'll only be the 700th podcast that does that.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, so
1: th- during this strike, we're just going to spend every day going through a different year of Doctor Who. <laughs> I don't, I, it's not even that <laughs> I dislike Doctor Who. That just sounds horrible. <laughs> I I think some of it is pretty bad, but I didn't grow up with it, so I'm biased. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Faith Brooke was the nurse. Perhaps she had old lady vibes, as her career would really take off in the eighties with roles in films such as The Razor's Edge, Eye of the Needle, and North Sea Hijack. Sandor Ellis played Samuel. His filmography did not really pop. Uh I found six episode runs on Time Slip and the Count of Monte Cristo. Monte Cristo. Mm, yummy. But he did study at the Bristol Old Vic School right around the time that he may have been rubbing shoulders with Sir Pat Stew and Brian Blessed. So I don't know. I just read Patrick Stewart's book. So oh, okay, sticking in my craw or the dates he was about right. So this is a mental fun fact. If I've
1: not read that yet. It just came I out. I heard it's I, great. I,
0: I, was a, I was a quickie on that one.
1: I unfortunately have just enough of a book backlog where I feel guilty buying any more books so i have you know at least three or four biographies just sitting are, you there are you a nope. digital man are you no
0: no you're reading them for realties.
1: i mean i mean yes and no i don't know if someone sent me the digital version of the book i would probably just ha- let it sit there in my backlog and <laughs> then perhaps read that and feel less guilty about purchasing than purchasing a book but i don't know
0: yeah well i guess it's you know being in japan i rarely find places that have english books and they rarely have a decent selection so Mm -hmm. you know i'm i stick to my pad where i have a insane backlog of books i haven't read but
1: i I read some too (laughs) Oh, making noises now it's it seriously just has more to do with that i have purchased books and they're sitting here right and uh, at some point i just stopped i stopped reading trains trains are great for reading I'll try to get some trains. Trains. Yeah. Okay. Here's a prologue for you. Okay. uh What well, should I do? This is number six. If you feel do you like think it. I can do it, this is Warsaw. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do. I can't do. Patrick McGuin. You dug All your right. own hole there. This is Warsaw, April 1945. The war has just ended, leaving behind its customary mementos a few walls, the acrid smell of yesterday's bombs, a handful of number survivors. A handful of number survivors? I have right? to
0: transcribe these, and it was late at night. A, oh, a, sorry. A, hand, a, a handful, handful of, survivors. of survivors
1: to argue with the rats about who owns what. This was once the palace of a noble family. What's left of the palace has been requisitioned by a relief organization to house the refugees from the Nazi concentration camps, whose appalling doors have finally opened. In this house occurred a miracle, a moment many steps beyond logic. Ha ha ha! Get it? Even even more steps beyond than one. A moment. I get it? He didn't do that. That a moment that <laughs> is my reason. A moment that even in the darkness of war somehow allows man to continue to believe in himself. The miracle occurred here.
0: It is amazing how many Nazis you get in late six, uh, early sixties, late fifties television. Just, is TV it amazing just or drawing.
1: is it is it that they just straight up someone made a is is it that just someone made a bunch of Nazi costumes and they sat in a warehouse somewhere in L.A. Or did they just take all the Nazi costumes from World War II and put them in a warehouse in LA and be like, oh, "Let's use all these for I the next?" I think they're uh, called uniforms
0: years. in that case. If they did, I say, I did
1: I not say uniforms? Yeah, you said uh, costumes. costumes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, they're so what well designed. What is the uniform? Yeah, yeah. What is the a, a uniform but a costume for your?
0: When Hugo Boss is designing your fascist designs, yeah. I guess it becomes a costume. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's young men dressing up as murderers, and then they. Do this murder, one only has one murderers.
0: though. This one only has one. It's not like Star Trek's patterns of force, where they used all of the Nazi costumes.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe one step beyond d- 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 fifteen more Nazi episodes.
0: Oh, we've already come across a few. I'm just talking about how many, <laughs> how many costumes yeah. were in this particular episode, which I believe was just, just the one, right?
1: this is an intimate affair much like the last one step beyond we did
0: yeah I mean we only have like six people on screen total it's it's very stage playish
1: yeah there's basically it's a a place for a place that houses refugees and we meet three people
0: judging from the actors in this I'm kind of guessing this must have been when they were filming in England for a bit so hmm uh, for I, I guess money sense. reasons they bopped over to, to England to do to produce some of these episodes so, it, so it's a little confusing sometimes where they're doing it I did mm-hmm. like spend I, I guess Dennis Hopper isn't that distinctive of a face because this is another time this happened with a few Twilight Zones too where I was like squinting my eyes like is that Hopper and it, it's not you know he does show up in the Twilight Zone but not in the episode I was thinking hmm. I there's just I've there's just been like two or three episodes of these shows, right? I think I'm maybe watching Dennis Hopper and then I'm not. So weird. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at
1: I'm looking at the guy's headshot and it does look like Dennis Hopper. So I, I see what you're. Yeah, and especially you're uh, if you're on,
0: if you're on IMDb, there's like a video you can play where he's a little older and he super uh-huh. looks like Dennis Hopper in that one. So wow. I didn't. Once I looked at his page, I didn't feel that bad for like wondering if it was Hopper because I was like, okay, from his headshot and stuff, it still has that sort of vibe
1: suddenly I really want to see a mid-80s Dennis Hopper do a Nazi that's basically Blue Velvet he just doesn't have the costume <laughs> that's true
0: <laughs> yeah I mean that you can't ask more from the man after he did Frank Booth <laughs> yeah that's he gave true. you everything
1: <laughs> yeah he gave me more than actual Hitler did <laughs> yeah really
0: I mean yeah so Anyway, this is another one where one, uh, as except for my typo which tripped you up and 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 in, in your um, buffoonery of improvisations, this it, was a reasonably it, written uh, prologue. I thought.
1: I think that made everything better.
0: Okay, sure. Because I think some that the... was
1: the spice on the, uh, on the...
0: right. Because some of the prologues for the show are a little wonky, um, like weird yeah, they... repetition or, um, I mean it just you know like like. Not not trying to throw Newland under the bus or anything. Well, he doesn't write them, I guess, but he directs them. But uh, yeah, you, uh, you just appreciate the snap more of the Serling intro as you do see more of these, I guess.
1: Wait. Does Dennis Hopper play a Nazi in the Twilight Zone? I think so. Okay.
0: There you go. Your dreams of, are going to be... <laughs> I,
1: I searched, and I was like, what? I was like, am I hallucinating?
0: You said a Nazi in the 80s, though, so... I said, Well, I, I just
1: Googled Dennis Hopper playing I could be wrong about that. Went, did he play one in no, the I mean, 80s? He, someone, this is a Nazi-themed episode with Dennis Hopper billed first, so I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. Okay. He I'm talking a, in the 80s, though, know, so, yeah. He plays a neo-Nazi. Well, I mean, he, he could do it. Anton
0: Differing made his career playing Nazis, though, so. Man. But he was, well, uh, he, he doubled down on that, you know?
1: Uh, get ready for season four, episode four, twenty twenty-four.
0: Yeah, yeah, we maybe hope. Well, I would think so, but
1: hey, we're still doing one Probably. step beyond, so I wasn't expecting yeah. that either. <laughs> yeah,
0: no one expects the step beyond, um, or the many <laughs> Much steps. Much less beyond, this many, many steps. Yeah, you... this is
1: crazy. So I didn't think we were going to do that many steps beyond in this, but here we are.
0: Another one with this is the drama of the episode is relatively compelling. I mean, there is a bil- little bit like, yeah, just shoot the Nazi, you know, because um, <laughs> that's is... kind of a moral conundrum. The twist, though, is like, who cares?
1: <laughs> I mean, am I, <laughs> yeah.
0: am I being too dismissive there of the twist?
1: You, uh, you're absolutely correct. It's basically it's the sort of twist that would be in a Christmas movie like what? oh actually he was real it, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know how to process it really because it's sort of a weirdly edgy thing but An it really doesn't matter Christmas movie it's just it just doesn't matter it's like we we. I guess it does matter because it keeps her from going to a mental hospital and we are told that off screen she got married and is happy and is well adjusted which is itself weird
0: well that's because these are based on uh, real life incidents so
1: also, what this I'm, is a period of time when you're supposed to care if somebody gets married,
0: right? Oh yeah. Well, what I'm what I'm getting at in here is I think this is near the end of the show's run. Season th- this is season three. I, I, there might just be a few episodes after this. They might have been kind of scraping the barrel as far as like supernatural incidents to use, um, mm-hmm. but the dramatization otherwise here is pretty good. It's like I, the twist sucks, but the dramatization, like, of you know, kind of the PTSD thing, the confronting the, the Nazi stuff, was you know, that was compelling enough.
1: Yeah, especially for the time that, that addressing PTSD at all, I guess it takes basically something, an event on the level of concentration camps to make people even recognize the trauma exists. However, the trauma is basically just magically whisked away because the ghost because the guy was a ghost she yeah she did him. say she spent
0: years <laughs> yeah. it's a cathartic <laughs> shooting i guess even if he just disappeared
1: <laughs> but uh, but also i mean th- the reason that this works for me is because you sort of think that she's going to play along with him and then just goes to buy a gun but she writes the letter anyway which is interesting it's sort of an interesting back and forth because i think like we both probably agree that if this was more realistic, she probably would have just started screaming and, and like pulling his hair or something or just like straight up punching him. Like, I don't <laughs> think that, I don't think there would have been this measured of a response. I don't know.
0: Cases. I mean, if someone pops in the room, you're not necessarily going to have that okay. extreme a response.
1: Okay. Maybe not, but you probably will not write the letter for him <laughs> unless he really, I don't feel like she, uh, it
0: was kind of like creepy she because
1: stabbed him with the pencil
0: then he's like i'll watch you mail that letter which that's that's weirdly <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: it was pretty strange um uh yeah it's uh and also the fact that he basically wanted to shoot him makes her still complicit with him even after that so it's a weird uh it's a weird it complicated relationship but you it's also a,
0: they didn't know each other Pre- well, they couldn't have no a ghost because I, no, yeah, I I just... feel like the normal you know way you would uh craft the story would be like her confronting someone that was actually in the camp that she knew which that's i guess that's the twilight yeah. zone twist as opposed to the ones that it... beyond um, it's the rhythm...
1: twilight zone and it's also just a modern thing where it i think dramas like this would frequently sort of make it personal so that you really really understand why they're going to shoot somebody but like how everyone sure in Star
0: Wars is closely related.
1: But I mean, I'm pretty sure if you were in a concentration camp, you would shoot any Nazi that you saw. <laughs> like, and <laughs> the fact that she went on with that weird story about how she wanted to win the lottery and then magically kill everybody, everybody <laughs> who laughed at her train in front of their parents or something like that, which is really weird. I thought that was kind of a cool little bit of diet or i guess
0: monologue but yeah because it was
1: cool i mean it was cool it was but it was
0: trying weird. to pry open certain because it's hard to explain what kind how that situation would feel so coming at it from a weird angle i think is more like affecting i guess
1: it might be that you just couldn't really get away with putting on tv somebody saying oh i have a dream i have a dream of executing everyone who laughed at my train you have to like f- f- fluff it so a you little, add up the lottery bit. and now it's okay yeah yeah, at a lottery, and it's okay because it's magical now. Yeah, but that doesn't uh, make any it doesn't make any sense. It's just if if she if the story had been something like I I dream that I have magical powers and I magically that would have made a hundred percent make sense. But making it that you win the lottery because you guessed all seven of the numbers and then the lottery gives you one day that you can do anything you want, and so you kill seven, you kill everyone who laughed at your train. This is, this is big 19
0: year old girl played by a 22 uh-huh. year old actress so tw- or yeah. 22 or 22 well, 22 was very young but um yeah she's an intense girl you know what I thought of um I think I'd mentioned to you yesterday or something that I I'd been having a re rerun through the Fincher film so I just watched mm-hmm. his version girl with the dragon tattoo and I felt like uh you know having just watched that I'm just looking at um Ruth here and and thinking she's like a you know the 1960 version of Elizabeth. If you've seen, I movie. actually
1: haven't seen any version of that. I was, I think I I like the the lady who's in it. Anyway, Close the shorthand is Rid- uh, either yeah. way,
0: Numi Rapace or um um Rooney Mara. Both of them, are yeah. good.
1: Uh, wasn't it something like the German, Swedish? Was it Swedish? The yeah. original language version, like they didn't make all the sequels to it, but then they made sequels to the American ones. Other way around.
0: They never made okay. sequels to the American ones, but they did all the Swedish ones. But uh, whatever
1: it was, it confused me, so I never watched any of them. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I probably would it,
0: like it, right? Especially now, it was so hyped when it came out. It had that immigrant song trailer and stuff, right? And uh, so I and I think people were a little let down because it's it's fincher paced, fincher venture dark. You know, it's a it's a crime story. It's not a fast movie, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there's a motorcycle chase or whatever, but it's, um, and Daniel Craig basically plays a bimbo, which that's kind of fun. So she's, Elizabeth, that's what I was saying with Ruth, Ruth seems pretty sharp, even if she's telling weird lottery stories. And she's got, Mm -hmm. you know, she's like 60s version of, you know, awkward, dark goth girl. I, you know, coming out of a camp, I guess you might end up that way. It's not a hard stretch in that case. So, you know, a girl with a dragon tattoo, it's like abuse that gotten her to that point so you know I don't, I, and and it has Nazis as well come to think of yeah. it
1: <laughs> but it's like i it's not like i don't understand it's just weird it's it's not that it's bad it's just a very strange strangely structured but i mean the entire episode is strangely structured cuz it's like oh it's a ghost and he made you write a letter and the letter says he's under the ruins and then it makes her get married at the end
0: <laughs> i don't think that had to do with her getting married i think that's just the 1960s <laughs> she had it she and she everything I've, ended happily ever after she got married
1: i feel like she wouldn't have gotten married if she went to the sanatorium but she didn't go to the
0: sanatorium in the end did she
1: yeah but she would have
0: oh well then if, had, that's if why the he, widow
1: hadn't shown up and been like look at this letter i got who wrote this that's not what happened but anyway so
0: i guess that's where the twist was slightly necessary then but um,
1: yeah, the twist only was only there to manufacture a happy ending for a, an unhappy person, which <laughs> still doesn't make sense.
0: I mean, it's a bizarre situation. You've been in a camp for, they say, a couple of years. Right. And now mm-hmm. she's in the, like, this big palace filled with rubble. I mean, that's kind of that's a weird it's just weirdly shifting events.
1: Yeah, it's weird. And it and it feels like the, the idea being a st- if it was just sort of a standard morality play, the idea is that. She softened up enough to write a letter for this guy who was in bad shape, and she was rewarded by having the weight lifted off of her shoulders, and then wasn't unhappy anymore. But that's not really how it works, right? That's, yeah, it feels like they were trying for that, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel like she selflessly wrote the letter for the guy. It was sort of like she she couldn't use uh, Samuel's gun so she's like oh i better i can't shoot you so i'll write you a letter (laughs) Uh uh-huh what if this episode was called i can't shoot you so i'll write you a letter okay that'd
0: be i guess that'd be more effective than the prisoner um yeah probably although then we wouldn't have chosen this episode because we chose the title (laughs) somewhat ironically just saying hey there's a prisoner let's do that because we did the prisoner podcast so and this um, is
1: another just a second episode where a ghost is doing stuff that's love. a lot
0: of these episodes to be honest <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I, I mean I guess when you're scouring the supernatural realms of true stories uh, true in quotes um, you find a lot of you know ghost stories based in love so
1: well, even this if it's is Nazi the, love this is the real question I have okay. the big one his widow says they the authorities wouldn't let her remarry because they couldn't prove that his that her husband was dead like, she lived in what? a fascist regime, but but like, how are you going to prove somebody's dead in a World War II? <laughs> <This is> insane. <laughs> they probably
0: they a, they probably had her in a chastity belt as well.
1: That is, uh, <laughs> God. I hope I hope that wasn't real. I hope that was just sort of a weird Nazi panic exaggeration. I mean, Japan still has weird
0: laws uh, for marriage. Um,
1: we've yeah, as recently
0: no i'm just talking about like normal stuff like as recently (laughs) as two weeks ago the prime minister was trying to explain why same-sex marriage maybe wasn't a great idea um (laughs) women's have to take the husband's name family name you uh, actually Uh somehow my wife keeps her name but she didn't have to use mine. i don't know how that works out to be honest that's
1: good actually i think i'm kind of offended by that and i feel like a hundred years from now that'll be something where people are like you what <laughs> you know what i mean it's kind of ridiculous but
0: yeah i mean in in our case my um, you know my wife didn't change her name because it's awkward if you're actually full you know full japanese to go around with a not japanese last name you know mm-hmm. that's like then you go to the bank you just every time I have to have like a 20 minute conversation explaining it
1: or something so. i've i mean i've t- i've had a few friends sort of joke about making a portmanteau of their Last names and then not do it. You guys could have been the Koyama Jis.
0: Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> Koyama <laughs> it's, it's catchy, you right? You can't Koyama-jis. do it in Japanese. You have kanji. You have to use kanji.
1: Yeah, but it's also funny because Japanese people love doing wordplay. Yeah. but It's like that you have to do, you have to do wordplay by their rules, not by the <laughs> that, that, American well, not, rules of just I mean, shoving things together.
0: Well, it's different because every symbol is a phonetic sound. So it works differently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I, it still looks like the Thames River to me.
1: <laughs> it's like every time, every time, uh, what's their names, uh, that Japanese band plays here, but the flying Boris, <laughs> no Boris, uh, acid mother's temple. Every time acid oh. mother's temple plays here, the guy goes at last Atlanta. Okay, sure. He likes that. It's, he likes to, to him. Do that. It's hilarious but to, to us. It's sort of like, ah, oh, that's cute. You've done that it five doesn't... times now. Yeah. <laughs> For a five, probably like 50. I, I, assume, a lot.
0: I assume they only play one song at their concerts.
1: Uh the time I saw them, I think I see them a couple of times, but yeah, like two. Three. Right. Two or three. Three's pushing it because their songs are like 50 minutes long. Great songs. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I don't care what it is. And they're one of those bands I'm like, I don't care, do whatever you're gonna do. I don't I don't care. <laughs> it's like when I saw John Zorn like 30 years ago. I was like, Yeah, do whatever, man. I don't care. <laughs> I don't um, I don't know what you do. <laughs>
0: Back back in this episode, before before it becomes ghostly letter writing, I did get a few shades. again uh, back to the Twilight Zone of the um, Charles Bronson and Elizabeth Montgomery tiptoeing around each other in in two. Uh, here mm-hmm. they're actually talking, which they don't do in two because they don't speak the same
1: language. But um, may- yeah, maybe maybe sorry, I found Samuel pretty interesting. I I kind of like that they didn't overuse him.
0: Oh, I was actually talking about the Nazi with the pitter-patter. Oh, the now, Nazi. But, but oh. I was going to bring up Samuel as well, because he's a pretty yeah. broken guy, but he's just become like a snark monster.
1: Well, he's sort of a weird... He's almost like a weird proto insult so It's like, I've killed 40 Nazis. Is the, when she presses him, like, what did it feel like? What do you mean, what does it feel like? I don't know what it feels like. <laughs> it's like, obviously, that he's kind of... Mm, probably <laughs> lying about the, the number. That you know, that, yeah, that, was yeah. it, that was kind of the most interesting thing to me was maybe they should I should have just done more of that but obviously that's not compelling enough to uh yeah because when I was going back to the married. episode
0: I was actually surprised how much chitter chatter we have with the nurse and how late in the episode um
1: mm-hmm. uh Wilhelm actually shows up you know the the nurse I feel like the nurse it's not the actor's fault but the nurse could have been written to respond I feel like I was expecting a more shocked and stern response to the uh, whole lottery death fantasy thing. She probably hears that stuff every day. She's a nurse for people that just came out of a camp.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. You get desensitized that sort of thing probably pretty quickly.
1: That's a good point. Even though there's only really two people there, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a palace. They have many rooms. It's just one of those things. It's just one of those a... things where they're not even trying to. Give us the illusion of a, a place with a bunch of there are no extras. <laughs> I guess there are extras outside on the street, but not not much. Were there? <laughs> I, I, say, I, there I really just couple. remember seeing the maybe six people in the episode.
0: Seven, if we want to count John Newland. So <laughs> I think when she went and mailed bought the gun, there was like a gun salesman. Mm, your friendly neighborhood gun salesman, yeah. He probably sold Samuel that gun too. <laughs> <laughs> I need to buy a gun.
1: I want people to believe I killed 40 Nazis.
0: (laughs) What wonders you can find in the black market.
1: Yeah. then, and like post World War II war, saw the black market is just everywhere basically. Oh yeah. That's what I'm getting to. That's literally
0: how you buy food at this. (laughs) That is the market point in time. This is the market at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really have to say, I'm going to get off the black market, Uh, you know, right after a total war. uh, I think everything is a black market. Do they yeah, you say... get some bread. You get a toy. You get a Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Warsaw is pretty screwed up by the end of the war, I'm assuming. I
1: mean, they're the first ones invaded, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And Jeez. then the and then I'm sure the Soviets weren't um, coming through with kid gloves. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, yeah, it's it's black market. All you have is a black market at this point. Um, you just said yesterday you'd never seen Indiana Jones: and The Last Crusade, right?
1: That's true. If we're gonna okay. keep bringing that up, yes. No, I have just because
0: when they go down into the catacombs and find the Nazis' bodies, it made it looked really similar to uh, a sequence in that movie where they find like the knight's body under a library. Um, I will remember that. Yeah. Whenever
1: I watch it, I don't have Disney Plus shared password anymore. They cracked down on that, so I'm oh, gonna have to do it. Oh, oh come on! You, watch you,
0: it. Here, you can just you can stare at this Blu-ray set for a while and, and learn it by osmosis.
1: can you just hold the disc up and i'll just take a picture with my phone and that will play the movie that should happen right i'm pretty sure that's how technology works yeah that's how it should work
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh, by doing that like a 30 billion megapixel phone Ooh. (laughs) yeah oh you mean hold up the shiny side
1: yeah that's what i meant i mean that's theoretically if you had a sharp enough camera that should be able to i
0: thought you just wanted a handsome picture of harrison ford to look at and sean connery because i think they're i mean discard is there
1: is there such a thing as a not handsome photo of those Mm. those gentlemen
0: (laughs) Uh, those extraordinary gentlemen well at least one of them get off
1: (laughs) get off my plane i'm too busy being handsome did
0: you have any other big questions you wanted to throw out on this before i throw out my questions you can't throw Let out me... my questions, so they're my questions.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> how about how do you feel about? Okay. Um, uh. <laughs> well, she said she looked like an old woman. I don't really believe that. <laughs> Who looks like an old woman? Uh, Ruth.
0: Oh, Ruth. No, she just looked like a um, proto, proto messed up goth girl. I thought she. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she looked. Uh,
0: I, I mean it's, it's it's kind of 19. weird like uh, yeah it's like she did have a ga- she was not unattractive but she had a ghastly look I guess that's why I keep saying goth girl
1: <laughs> again I think we're supposed to care if she gets married by the time she's 20 or not and uh, and I, so I did well my notes well, in
0: 2023 Ruth's probably not alive now though when I was doing trivia I guess that's wrong because the actress actually is still alive so I mm. I got I
1: got my snark got shot down in that case. <laughs> well at one point the captions changed Stuttgart to flip flop. That was fun. Oh um, yeah, okay. I don't think I had the captions on this time. Uh how did you feel about do you feel like Wilhelm was at all redeemable, or do you think he was just kind of just saying lines? Because <sighs> I kind of felt like oh god, this guy, he was just following orders. But now he says, Oh no, I wasn't following orders. I wasn't. It's just this constant. Then he's like, Shoot me. But you what does it matter if a ghost tells you to shoot them? You he know? just vanished. Like, that's all. He's already dead. Like, what does he care? Did you think you were doing that? Yes. Okay. And then she screamed, like, a lot. Like, yeah. to the point where I thought that. She had ricocheted, it might send the bullet. her to a
0: sanitarium
1: <laughs> to the point where I thought the bullet had ricocheted and hit her somehow because she was screaming. So,
0: oh, that would have been a good twist ending, yeah. That's 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 more like a, a stupid Twilight Zone episode ending,
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay? Yeah, it goes through the mirror and it ricochets off a copy of the of comp or something. I don't, I don't know what would, what would be the, a, an iron cross <laughs> that it kills her,
0: yeah. I, I don't mean, know.
1: That would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, I, I guess I guess that's why no one used that ending. <laughs> I always wanted to. I always wanted to make it just a, a series. It was like the Twilight Zone, but it had stuff that was just nonsense like that. <laughs> the twist endings are all nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna call it the post irony zone. It was does, just gonna does, be, the- you know.
0: Does does the drama up to that point is it solid and sensical? and then there's just a nonsense? Of course. Twist? Okay. Yeah, it's
1: it's something where you're you're invested and then it just does something for, like a, a guy is afraid of horses and then an elephant kills him or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess that I guess that is the thing with one step beyond though. It's not nonsense twist, but it's just like no. and it was
0: a ghost, which it's, is like
1: yeah, sure. It is. Okay. It is making the Twilight Zone look great. that's what it's here for I mean (laughs) like this you could even I just a casual observer could probably go in here and tweak it just a couple little things and make it a pretty decent Twilight Zone episode
0: could you do it 30 times in one year though (laughs) if I have a year to do it no, you only have three months, you know. I mean, I'm just saying that's how these schedules work, right? Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> which is why that didn't happen. Well, um, no
1: one was, yeah, no one was trying. I don't think these people were trying to change the world by pushing the envelope as far as they possibly could, which is sort of what you have to do for the Twilight Zone in 1960s, and the five or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what <laughs> I find it. What I find interesting with looking at the show on this podcast in general is, I feel this is kind of like a standard for television. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing particularly wrong with it, but it it doesn't necessarily with a few exceptions, it doesn't tend to uh, overachieve too much. You know, this it's could like, absolutely
1: be a Christmas movie. You just change a few things. it could be a Christmas movie about a Christmas
0: ghost that
1: like the, you
0: the, know, Nazi Bowie Christmas movie. Mr. Lawrence, is it? I don't know anything about that. Oh, okay. Um, sorry. I, I just opened the door and don't, I opened a door Ooh. and I don't have enough information. I'll get. I'll I'm going to go one
1: step beyond in that door.
0: Yeah. I th- it's like Merry Christmas, or Lawrence, or something. And, <laughs> the, and then
1: the, I think the Yellow
0: Magic Orchestra guy that recently died did the soundtrack or something. Sakamoto did the soundtrack. Are you I kidding? I think so. I think wow. so. Wow. Now oh now God. I have. Well, I'll, I'll search that up while you consider my first question of who in this episode okay. took that one step beyond.
1: It has to be Ruth.
0: Right? Yeah. You don't uh, think
1: you don't think so? Well, yeah, yeah, she
0: I mean, for sure it has to be her. I was thinking if anyone else counts. Um
1: the wife, mm-hmm. for example. Well, yeah, I guess it's a but the thing is the only thing that changed for her life is that she was allowed to remarry. Right. So it's a weird thing where somehow I it's sort of like she her life was redeemed or fixed, even mm. though her um, life was destroyed by living so, in a horrible fascist country. Rep- report on that movie really
0: quick. Sorry, um, mm-hmm. is uh, yeah, it's it's actually in a Japanese prisoner of war camp and it's uh, a Japanese production. But yeah, Bowie's mm-hmm. in it. Uh, Sakamoto is in the movie as well as what's doing it the called? Music. Uh, "Merry Christmas, Mister
1: Lawrence." Why am I not seeing it in his IMDb? I don't know. Did it go to weekend? Oh, there, there it is. I, I just scrolled past it somehow. Okay. Wow, look at that poster. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so where were we? Sorry, oh, I got totally criterion distracted by collection. that. I was so distracted,
0: I, I quit listening to you. So. Oh, Beat
1: Takeshi's oh. in it? Get out of here. I'm totally watching this. <laughs> okay,
0: I found you your new Christmas classic, I guess. Yay. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I'll
1: make you guys watch this for Christmas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Merry Christmas on the Battlefield is the title for it. Also, just prisoner of war. Okay, hmm. um, yeah, we'll see. Where were we? So, uh, yeah, I, I, mean, saying Ruth took the step beyond here obviously is that's the only thing that really makes a lot of sense because the Nazi guy's dead. The wife is going to get remarried because she was married to a Nazi, and had, they mm-hmm. have weird arcane medieval style rules in her town apparently. Um,
1: and and, and it- he's a ghost. So basically, what happens is the only person who makes contact with the ghost is Ruth. So. Right. I, I guess I just makes like to think, sense.
0: you know, do the echoing effects take anyone else? One? I guess you have to experience the weirdness firsthand to take on that title.
1: Yeah. I think that, um, I think that Samuel just thought she was insane and still probably thinks she's insane.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's snarky. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he does... killed 40 Nazis. I heard. Yeah. So does Ruth deserve this experience? I feel like it's, kind of weird like you yeah. said she got married it's like kind of like this is just an incident for her you know it doesn't it's it's, it's like it that was a like weird thing healed that happens.
1: her. so it yeah. wasn't, didn't really have a negative effect because only because right at the very moment she was getting ready to go to the sanatorium the widow busts in and says hey I've got this letter see someone wrote this letter mm. yeah look at so this letter but it's, it's
0: mostly just like an incident for her you know mm-hmm I mean, some of well, these. I don't,
1: I don't. think it was very uh, traumatizing for her. It was just sort of a, and and I don't because it cuts away. We don't really know how she feels about the whole thing. We just know that she became happy and married. Did they say <laughs> that's happy? sort of a problem with this? Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, uh,
0: it's like um, like our sometimes guy here, Andrew says like twilight zones tend to be most effective when it's like you don't see how this person can continue from the end point of the show where yes. this, this is an easy one yeah she goes this is almost the opposite of that and yeah it's, it's like, like
1: off screen she finds it says that she finds serenity um, my notes also say that there are the guy what's the guy's name The the rod Serling. in this
0: uh john newland
1: john newland at the end goes on quite a bit about how the letter is not that she thinks that he was a hallucination but the letter is definitely not a hallucination yeah and it was like, on paper yeah the letter is not a hallucination we saw her write the letter that's and not, send it that's not really and a the question. ghost saw
0: her write the letter
1: <laughs> that's not a question at all the the, the 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 hard part to believe is how she knew how to write the letter and what the address was which there's only one explanation for that it's the, the ghost. specific ghost who knew exactly what to tell her to write so I don't know maybe it's Maybe it's too tidy for a ghost story. Yeah. Yeah. Cause everything just kind of ends at that point,
0: you know, and Poochie goes home to his home planet.
1: I think, do you think this would have been better if it was just some strange, strange lady and said, I've never heard of this guy, but then they find his body anyway? <laughs> like there's a number of things that could have made it more compelling. <laughs> I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: Um, or, uh, he, he always stared at me, but I didn't. Didn't ever marry him, mm. <laughs> then, you know that that would be interesting. Or actually, I was also in a concentration camp. I don't know why he wrote a letter to me. We weren't married.
0: That would be weird. Okay, be that would weird, just be right? That would just be bizarre. There's um, tons of there's tons think, of angles. This, this, go this in. goes to your nonsensical twist ending show. I think.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, but it's just this. This is such a tidy ending for a messy subject. That yeah. it gets a little jarring.
0: Yeah yeah like I just I I think the the gold standard for you know Nazi circa 1960 TV is still probably Death's Head Revisited that one is just uh that's about as intense I mean that's still intense for television whereas this one yeah it's got a few nice dramatic moments they definitely blunted at the end with ooh a ghost story you know that that, it kind of blunts the whole thing because you could say Death's Head Revisited is also a a ghost story except uh he gets dragged into hell with the ghosts so deservedly okay admission
1: (laughs) i i haven't actually watched that yet oh yeah you need to watch i'm way behind on twilight zones (laughs) (laughs) i'll probably just watch it after this
0: yeah yeah if you want to see a very hard-hitting post-war i would put that as the uh the number one even compared to other twilight zones and um and one step beyond we've had lots of Nazis but we did have the guy where the, the ghost of the past broke all of his bones so that was kind of cool but it, it, it wasn't a, as intense you know made
1: I hmm. guess I'll say
0: and again that's wow. the twist ending all his bones are oh. broken by ghosts <laughs> <laughs>
1: well that would have been a weird ending for this
0: yeah <laughs> he's already <laughs> dead
1: so <laughs> oh yeah his bones were broken weren't they <laughs> yeah they're <were> all <laughs> into the catacombs um, what if they were like this? Is so weird. His bones are all broken. It's <laughs> yeah, funny. Where would you like to put this uh, on
0: God. the tripometer meter? With zero, not trippy. Five, very trippy.
1: Oh, I'm gonna do this on the specifically one step beyond curve. I'm sure I did that for the last episode as well. This kind of this is a this is a good like three point two for the okay. series. OK, yeah, I was
0: I was hovering somewhere between a 2.5 and a three because uh, but mm-hmm. the trippy part for me are those conversations like the weird lottery story and the, yeah. you know, the weird melodrama, well, not melodrama, the, just the thing of like, am I going to shoot this guy or not? That was intense stuff. The twist itself. Dang, I'll give that like a one, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah the, no, that that's that's sort of like the, the not even the frosting on the cake, it's like the sprinkles on the frosting. yeah but the weird interactions that almost border on naturalistic almost not quite like like samuel again samuel Samuel. is just like
0: there's no point of samuel being like that other than yeah you probably would have guys just deranged in the uh kind of post-war halfway house mansion yeah he was great and not
1: great and not overused i'd say wilhelm was even overused compared to samuel (laughs)
0: right right so that that is kind of cool i mean i guess it's a little more like cinema verite than you typically typically get on twilight zone but again this yeah. is more like very much like a staged play a filmed play which is a you know a, a thing to do on 50s television um
1: yeah but um i enjoyed it it was fun i mean for well, a fun is as fun as you can get with a sad story about sad things that have mm. happened to people who are sad with a happy ending she got married off screen <laughs> <laughs> which that's the that's the bad part is the, all the off screen and all the yeah but you didn't propaganda. want to see, you didn't want to see all
0: that crap he basically just didn't need to say it at all just like she worked it i don't know again <laughs> that's shorthand in 1961 for it worked out okay i guess
1: yeah and i was Not genuinely upset fence. that the government wouldn't allow the widow to remarry because <laughs> nobody could prove that the guy's corpse was dead <laughs> even though like 70 percent of the country was dead at that point yeah probably maybe 70% of the nazis probably <laughs> who knows oh i guess we will wrap up unless you had something else
0: you wanted to rap about yo was that it uh
1: shoot nazis
0: okay yeah yeah that that's what's where's the conundrum there especially if it's shoot a ghost shoot
1: them shoot them if they're a ghost or not <laughs> just in <laughs> case and if if you just shoot the mirror then uh don't scream or they'll send you to a sanatorium
0: Mm, Lesson learned. Indeed.
1: This
0: time enough podcast. If you want to support us, we're on Patreon at at podcastio podcastius, where we do lots of podcasts, including ones that we were referencing. Uh, You can hear the entire run of us talking about the prisoner on imprisoned, imprisoned. It's finished. It's done with. Mark briefly mentioned Space 1999 because we do podcast 1999 now, where we go over yeah. each episode of Space 1999. We talk yeah, about lots films of
1: films uh, prisoner guys and that. Yeah, just just saying.
0: Yeah, there's prisoner video game podcasts that I don't hang out on. Luke loves Pokemon for the Pokemon Hyrule Fuel Report for the new Zelda game and Game Game Show for gaming all the gamers with the games.
1: So, um. I'm Stay dead, Nazis. The time of exile is over, pilgrimage of the cosmic warrior, grasses of the fair lands ever sing, ancient tree wisdom ever ring, echoing and echoing through time, to enter the halls of our ancestors, ascending the sacred hill of Tara.